are back with another episode of the JR Takes Sportscast. As always, Ryan Rogers here alongside Jonah Hoffman. We are going to finish up our first three rounds of the mock draft special. Yes. Uh, so we got rounds two and three today. Uh, real quick before we get into it, cracking one again last night. So. Hey, hey. the sentence up. Is it 2-2 two, two Yeah, 2-2 two, two now. Okay. Uh, really, honestly, I think that was the first first game in which uh, it really felt like, wow, okay, hockey is hockey's the real deal. It honestly is, it, it's almost like a combo of football and basketball, I would say, like, because it's the, the, the cons- pace is really The pace quick. is really fast yeah. paced, but then it's just like so nerve wracking all the time. But yeah, really great game. Um, really is it hilarious we're against Denver in this situation too? It's I like know, and Seattle just can't stop fucking denver for years straight (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and it's just gonna be like icing on the cake if we can eliminate them and i don't expect us to win the stanley cup by any means if we do hey that'd be awesome vegas in their expansion season their first year went to the uh, stanley cup and lost but Mm. still impressive but yeah um anyway uh congrats to the kraken we'll be tuning in on tomorrow night for game wait no I don't know when game five is, but I know game. I think it's Friday. Yeah, but I thought Friday was the. Oh, no. Friday's game six. If Friday's yeah. game six because we're hosting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the time is TBD on it. I yeah. I was just okay. looking at it this morning. Gotcha. Uh, moving on from the Kraken, uh, going towards the Aaron Rodgers trade. What do you think about that, Ryan? I mean, I think it was honestly a really good deal for the Packers. The 13-15 swap, it basically means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I mean, I guess sure, like you'll take what you can get. But getting a second round immediately this year for it and a conditional second that could turn into a first next year for a 39-year-old that's been often injured in the last, you know, five years, like that's a pretty good deal for the Packers. From the Jets standpoint, you know, they go from having literally the worst QB situation in the league last year to a guy that in the two years prior won MVP back to back. So Mm -hmm. I think it's about as good as it as it could be for for both both squads. But man, it's just like with the Broncos last year. If this doesn't work out, this is a win now win now move. And if it blows up in their face. Sala might get fired. So yeah, he's, he's going to be coaching for his life this year. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I certainly think, um, from, I mean, I, I still think Aaron Rodgers has a lot left in the tank. So I think that the jets ran away with this one, especially not having to, I mean, what two spots in the first round. That's, that's nothing to me. And, and if Rodgers plays well, then that first round pick that they have to give up next season is well worth it. Well, and like to go super crazy with it, if they win the Super Bowl, then none of this shit matters, you know, because well, that's our, the ultimate goal. Our friend Jaron mentioned the other day that uh, he's going to retire like the Manning brother. I, I, he didn't mention, he failed to mention which Manning brother he was referring to, but I mentioned that both Manning brothers retired with two rings. So if he's going to retire like Eli, washed up in New York, he's going to retire with, Two rings. So who's to say when he'll be retiring all washed up in New York? Could be five years down the road. We don't know. I I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Rodgers going to the Jets, obviously big blockbuster move. It kind of ruined my draft a little bit because I had my mock draft. Because remember, I mentioned in the last episode, I had the intention of drafting or trading for Rodgers in the second round as the Jets. But I guess it really didn't. It, because the mock draft simulator I used 
took that all into account because I did my mock draft like an hour or two after the trade happened. Yeah. So, but it was kind of funny when I was redoing, because I had to redo my first round um, just based on the simulator so it would take into account the moves I made originally uh, with trades and whatnot. So <laughs> when I made that Rogers or when I... I had forgotten that the Rodgers trade had happened. So when I was making my picks in the first round, I kept like looking back at the the draft board and my phone and being like, "Why? What is wrong here? Why is the why is this off?" And then I realized that the Packers and the Jets were switched. And yeah. So I was like, "Ah!" Oh. So I had to redo it. And but yeah. So, um, but uh, I guess we can just. Yeah, you want to just jump into it? Yeah, let's just go right into it. So do you want to... I was thinking maybe we could do like, I don't know, five five picks per person, ten picks per person. I was kind of thinking we just bounce back and forth you think each so? pick rapid yeah. fire. Because, I okay. mean, as you'll see, like a little less thought was put into, especially when we get to the bottom of round three. Because Naturally, I mean, that's why the first round is nationally uh televised on thursday and everyone tunes in and that's why the second and third rounds aren't as important and that's why barely anyone watches on saturday so yeah i mean on saturday each team has like what three minutes to pick or something yeah but it's crazy long in round one but Mm -hmm. anyways uh who'd you have uh what is it the pick number 32 for the pittsburgh steelers that's right yeah so for my first second round pick uh let's see here got a the phone is being Silly. I've got offensive tackle Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. That's exactly who I am. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, honestly, there was some thought that there was pretty much thought that went into every pick I made. um, Like that wasn't just team need pretty much for all of the second round. Like the second round was still like I recognized a lot of the player names I saw and like choosing where they were going. I actually like tried to, I tried to play universal GM and put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Exactly how I think it's going to play out. I almost feel like with this draft, once you get past pick 20, you're already in round two and that continues until like midway through round three. Cause there's a bunch of guys that are in that ballpark of like almost first round talent, but maybe more like round two, right? There's good depth. There's just not a lot of, it's not a top heavy draft at mm-hmm. all, but anyways. Yeah. So, uh, we've got, we got Anton going to the Steelers to help protect Najee Harris. I really think that's going to bring their run game up because he took a lot of the workload and took a lot of carries and got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. And I was tired of seeing it. Yeah. I can't um, believe they still didn't have a losing record last year because they were not a good team, but Tomlin's a hell of a coach and they do have yeah. some pieces. Yeah. Um, so I guess since you made that Steeler pick, we'll just go, I guess, right to my, uh, my next pick yeah. for the Texans. Uh, I finally have edge rusher out of Georgia, Nolan Smith going off the board to the oh, Texans. Oh, wow. So he's a second rounder for you. That's yep. right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, if that makes sense, that's kind of the same, uh, position that I targeted for them at the, at the get go with, uh, Will Anderson. Mm hmm. I had them taking Jameer Gibbs. I know they have Damian Pierce, but uh, with a team like the Texans where they're at right now, I would just be trying to take the best player available. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a number of teams actually have Gibbs above Bijan on their board, which is crazy to me, but I can 
In one way, I can kind of see it because he's such a dynamic threat. Like he could the Alvin Kamara comparison is is for real. Yeah. If you've looked at his tape, and he could be a slot receiver. Like he's that good mm-hmm. at, at that role. So I I kind of just pictured uh, Gibbs being like their number two offensive weapon behind. Uh, uh, wait, no, I didn't take a receiver for them. Um, I guess their number one offensive weapon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, and then who you got? Who you got going uh, number thirty-four to Arizona? The Cardinals, since they didn't take an edge in round one, I had them taking uh, Will McDonald here. Mm-hmm. He's another guy that I've seen get mocked as high as twenty to us, and I wouldn't hate it. He's a really, really good player, a lot of yeah. upside. Um, but yeah, just you know, could, attacking that edge position, building up the defense. That's probably their quick, quickest way back to contention since they already have the quarterback nailed down in theory yeah well uh i kind of had similar similar ideas with you a little different but i had jameer gibbs going to the cardinals okay um i they just that would look, suck for us <laughs> they need they're just in a w- world of we have so many answers to fill and yeah or, and i just i don't know when i look at arizona I just think they're a disaster, full rebuild mode, and then for some reason they have, but they also still are stuck with Kyler Murray, who's yeah, who seems like a, I, I don't want to say toxic because I don't I don't know him personally, but like he's just all, a young quarterback, and yeah, he's you know been treated like a god his whole life, and now it's the NFL, and just because you have insane athleticism doesn't mean you're a great quarterback, yeah, just because so. you you know having insane athleticism doesn't allow you to not study any film and fill that time with playing call, call of, of duty. duty every night. <laughs> um, because that's for people like me who don't, who aren't in the NFL and, and are allowed to do stuff like that because <laughs> they're not, they don't have a, the weight of a franchise on their shoulders. Yeah. A little different. Little different. <laughs> uh, and then at pick number 35 for the Colts, I had them kind of getting a little ambitious, maybe, over drafting a player at this number, uh, Jalen Hyatt out of oh, okay. Tennessee. Uh, I just think, you know, uh, taking into account that I had the Colts taking Anthony Richardson at six, um, I just, or no, at four, sorry. Um, I just thought the Colts, what, they've had uh, Michael Pittman Jr. That's and Alec a, Pierce, he's their number two. Yeah, I mean... They could use some juice. Yikes. If Alec, I mean, <laughs> As this Alec is no Pierce, shot at Alec Pierce. He did great things at Cincinnati, but what did he do last year? You know what I mean? So it's like... I had him on my fantasy team. He didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think the Colts uh, really want to, you know, address those needs on offense, really give Anthony Richardson some help because you've seen in the... I mean, look at what... Uh, fields had to deal with having no weapons it's like do you really want to set a quarterback your franchise quarterback up for failure right out of the gates and then potentially take a big shot at his confidence and then it's all downhill from there i mean i you could argue that's probably what happened to mitchell trubisky i mean i kind of actually like that move because they're probably going to want to run the ball a lot if they have anthony richardson or Mm -hmm. young quarterback period um but a lot of these young guys that are coming out at the quarterback position this year have a pretty good deep ball and uh Hyatt's a really good deep threat. That was his specialty. He's kind of a Deshaun Jackson, like, like a player profile. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. I had them addressing the offensive line and uh, taking a guy that, you know, has been rumored to be 
in the interest of John Schneider and Pete and Dewan Jones. Um, oh, he has some flexibility to maybe get moved inside, but I, I think that they just stick him at right tackle and he will already be one of the better right tackles in the league. I think just based on he's a fucking enormous human being. Yeah. It's, it's if you haven't looked up how big this guy is, do it. It's it's he would be one of the biggest players that's ever played in the NFL mm-hmm. like on day one. It's crazy. Uh, anyways, moving on next pick for the Rams. I had them addressing the interior offensive line here. It's a mess. It mm-hmm. is an absolute mess. Uh, so I had them taking Steve Avia Avila. He could play center for them. He could play guard. He has that kind of flexibility to him. Uh, one of the top interior O-line prospects and, yeah, it's as simple as that. He can move around a little bit. We know McVay's offense likes that. So, yeah, who'd you have them taking? Uh, I had them taking Will McDonald, the edge okay. out of Iowa State. Um, <clears throat> again, this is just the Rams. We're going to be the Rams. They, for seemingly within the past decade, have always had uh, amazing defensive linemen, whether that be in the interior or on the edge. Like they had Aaron, they still have Aaron Donald. They had Robert Quinn when he was a wrecking ball. 10, yeah, 10 years ago around ways back. Um, so yeah, they've just kind of always been a sack problem for the Seahawks um, specifically. Uh, but when I think of the Rams, I just always think of, you know, that defensive front and I, I see them loading that up again uh, and drafting Will McDonald and then, Oh boy, to the Seahawks, we got, uh, I just can't help myself making this pick every single time I have a mock draft. I have them taking Dewan Jones at, okay, so at you- tackle and then having the seemingly good problem to have, which is what do we do with Abraham Lucas now? Do we keep him at right tackle? What do we do with Dewan Jones? He's so big. Can he play guard? Probably not. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah, I, I think mean- it's a good problem to have, like I said, so... I have them taking the big man to help protect Gino and our run game. And yeah, you know, I, I'm I excited. Think, I think if you have good coaching, you play your best five offensive linemen and you make the positions work with the players because mm-hmm. it, uh, Abe Lucas is just a fantastic stud at right tackle, but I think he has the smarts and the, uh, I mean, think about Justin Britt back in the day. He was a right tackle. Um, in his rookie year, he started for us in the Super Bowl 2014 as a tackle. Uh, a couple of years later, he's a Pro Bowl center. So we've always kind of admired that in the guys we pick. And I think it would be best suited if we move him to right guard or left guard or something. Maybe move Damian back to the right side and have him at left guard next to Charles Cross. That'd be kind of badass. Mm-hmm. But the thing about a Dewan Jones pick there is like, I think you just got to stick him at right tackle because his his measurables and just the, the, what he profiles as like, he's going to be the best right tackle we've had potentially like, and that's why I think you, you need to just get him. You need to go after best player. You don't go after team need. I mean, I agree. That's why I know I, this is one example, but this is the example I first always think of is like when the chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire, like they were drafting for team need and, he hasn't really panned out at all. Yeah, and look at us. I mean, we drafted guys like, you know, um, I can't even remember his fucking name, LJ Collier. Team, It was a team need, right? We drafted him over some guys that are, you know, all pro type of guys now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The D. Eskridge pick is another one that stands out. Uh, let's not talk about it any more than we need to. But, uh, yeah, so I had the Seahawks uh, making a similar move here. I would have taken Dewan Jones if he was on the board, but I took John Michael Schmitz oh. because I know we drafted it or we signed Evan Brown to play center, um, but I think if nothing else, he could be really good depth in case someone goes down and mm-hmm. he's someone Schmitz could learn, learn under. Uh, Schmitz isn't the most athletic guy, which doesn't really fit with our offense. But the thing is, he's a guy that is likely going to go in the first round. And I, I think if he falls here to 37, you just take him because as you said, he's the best interior offensive lineman in this draft by a good margin. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's a guard someday. I don't know, but he's better than he probably would be better than Damian Lewis. He's definitely better um then the other guy that we re-signed i can never remember his name uh it, he's a guard um but uh he could start for us at center mm-hmm. year one yeah uh the next on the list uh this was another this was a guy that no reason for us to take him but i really thought about taking him here um instead he goes one pick later to the raiders and that's darnell washington the Ah. massive wall of a human being at tight end filling the vacancy of darren waller immediately exactly exactly and the thing about darnell is he's such a good blocker that even if he's you know not catching a bunch of balls immediately he's gonna be a starting tight end for 10 years because Mm -hmm. he's just he's almost like a fifth or sixth offensive lineman out there uh, so yeah, the Raiders fill the void at Darren Waller, and yeah, who do you, who do you have them taking? I have them taking the defensive tackle that I wouldn't mind if we got, but uh, that is Kalia Cansey. Um, oh, he's all the okay. Yeah, yeah he, he fell all the way to the second round for me. Um, he wasn't brought in for any pre-draft visits, so that I, that could happen. Well, and I also just noticed defensive tackle didn't seem like a dire need for a lot of teams. Um, so I think that that's just he kind of just fell, mm-hmm. um, and that that's just kind of the way it went down. <clears throat> uh, and also, I probably would have taken him at the seat uh, with the Hawks. Maybe I should have, but I did take Jalen Carter. We could ne- we need defensive tackles, but we did draft Draymond Jones. Yeah, so, I it, mean, if we had him and Jalen Carter... And we re-signed, uh, what's his name? Um, that other, the guy that was on the Packers and the Chiefs for a long time. He was on our team. Uh, Jaron Reed? Yeah, thank you. I'm fucking blanking on people's names today. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I think if we take Jalen Carter, like, let's wait to the later rounds. If we're agreed, agreed. Um, so yeah, Kalai Kansi, he's going to be going to the Raiders and, uh, following the Raiders pick, I've got Josh Downs going to the Carolina Panthers, uh, going from North Carolina to Charlotte, which North is Carolina. also North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so he's um, not going very far. No. Um, and, uh, I just made this pick because I mean, I know that the Panthers just signed Adam Thielen. Um, I, they, they no longer have the chosen one in chosen Anderson, but uh, <laughs> they did lose DJ Moore though. They did lose DJ Moore. And that is why I had them taking downs because I know Josh Downs isn't a very big guy, but I figure he's got great hands. Though. I figure CJ Stroud probably, I mean, I know he's got a pretty deep ball. That's what we were seeing in the combine. So I just feel like getting that, getting that little speedster for him will, uh, will improve improve his uh, chances at throwing a couple touchdowns this year. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. I had them going on the other side of the ball, 
and taking Felix Hernandez? something. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Felix, uh, I'm just going to say his second last name, uh, Uzumwa. Uh, Edge, this is another guy I've seen get mocked as early as like, you know, the late 20s, mm-hmm. uh, 30s. It just, you know, it's a position of need for them. They need a little more juice in that defense. So I thought, why not? Yeah. Um, next guy on the New Orleans Saints, I had them addressing the interior offensive line and taking someone that uh, I could see the Seahawks uh, going after in this draft as well. But Luke Whipler out of Ohio State, mm-hmm. uh, probably one of the more athletic center prospects in the draft this year, especially those that are uh, of those that are in the top 50 top 70 prospects so pretty simple uh would probably be their starter year one and yeah they're addressing a need who'd you have them taking uh i had the saints taking the saints were a weird team i feel like i don't really know a lot of even when i was looking at their team needs i haven't really paid attention to the saints lately but i took an edge rusher out of lsu i just figure uh i mean that was one of their team needs um so yeah, not not really a whole lot to say about um Who, which uh, BJ Audulari. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I took him. Um again, not a whole lot to say there other than addressing team needs. Sorry, Saints fans. Those of you that are tuning in tuning in, Ace Beckham. All all one of you. <laughs> um and then at number forty one, I had similarly to what the Colts did, I had the Titans drafting up to get their receiver of this year's draft in Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Okay. And I'm a little, I was a little bummed when I made this pick because I wouldn't mind if the Seahawks drafted this guy. Um, he's got the size. I, I That would be, I think, perfect. He's pretty speedy too. Yeah. And uh, I just think, like you were saying about um, the Titans and uh, what's his name? The guy that, uh, Traylon Burks, him being the wide receiver one. Yeah. And, that being said, they have no one else. So Cedric Tillman, slide him in there. Give Ryan Tannehill another guy to throw to, have his final hurrah of a season, and then give the reins to Malik next year. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you because I had the Titans taking Josh Downs. Uh, okay. He yeah. was still on my board. Yeah. And basically, I mean, he spelled out the exact reasons why I selected him. And I think him and uh, Burks could be a pretty good one to punch combo there in tennessee and make, make them a little more exciting to watch because yeah and when was the last time tennessee had more than one good pass catcher i don't know i mean it aj was, brown was the first guy in a long time before that, that it was like uh, something washington he was decent there i don't even remember yeah you're right yeah uh next pick so this i got a little confused here uh, about the jets pick i didn't know if it had factored it in or not okay. yet um but basically end result is sounds like it did since the packers are the yes. next pick yeah that's uh, what happened with me i had them doubling down on tight end because okay um it's just as you'll see like i think you should just load up on weapons if you're the packers you already went pretty heavy on defense last year so i've been taking sam laporta so you pair him with Kincaid, and that's a really, really, really good young tight end group. That they oh, they had there. Dalton Kincaid in the first round? Yeah, for, okay. for me. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, who'd you have the Packers taken? Um, I had, I'm not even going to say this guy's name. Uh, he's the edge rusher out of Northwestern. Uzumwa? Uh, uh, Adetamiya. Oh, Adetamiya. Adetamiya. Or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had them taking him, um, and this was, 
addressing Packer needs. Uh, I already uh, already had them taking Jordan Addison in the first round. Um, so this was just uh, going other side of the ball. I I do remember they did go defensive side of the ball pretty heavy last season, but I think the Packers are going to continue to do what they've done my whole life and ignore their actual need and just keep getting guys to positions that aren't the priority or that are going to put them over the hump. Like I do think getting another offensive weapon is a necessity because what I've seen from Jordan love has been not that impressive, but I mean, who am I to say he might have a great year with the weapons he's got. But again, that's why I had them taking Addison because I look at that offense and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, like, but yeah, so I had them taking that edge rusher out of Northwestern. And then for the Jets at number 43, I had them taking John Michael Schmitz. Um, and okay. this was, I mean, the Jets pretty much have everything at, figured out offensively, I think, except their offensive line now. Mm. Uh, and it's not terrible, but it's... It could be better. It could be better. And um, yeah, so I have them taking the first center off the board at number 43. Gotcha. I had the Jets taking Jack Campbell here, a guy that I I mean, after we got Bobby, I am not as desperate for him, but I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, linebackers, really, their only position of need on defense. Mm-hmm. So I figured, what the heck? This makes a whole lot of sense. Um, next up, we have the Falcons. And this one, I felt a little weird about it because they just drafted a quarterback. But um, there's some whispering that this guy could go in round one. And I just figured he's still here. This kind of makes sense. At the very least, he could be, you know, pushing Desmond Ritter and maybe winning the starting job over him eventually. But that's Hendon Hooker. Um, I think this is kind of a I actually the more I think about it, I think this is a sneaky good move for them because we had them taking JSN in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of loaded up in free agency on the defense. So the Falcons kind of a dark horse candidate for the NFC South. In my I think opinion. so. Yeah, I mean, they weren't, I mean, they beat us last year. It was a stupid game that we should have won, but um, I think they will be competitive in the NFC this year. Well, um, yeah, that, that's an interesting pick. I like, I like the route you're going with the, the offensive side of the ball for Atlanta. Um, For me, I made this pick and I kind of want the Seahawks to get this guy, but I don't really see a like where we're at number wise in the draft where this will happen and make sense. But I have the Falcons drafting guard out of Florida, Os- Florida Osiris Torrance. Mm. Uh, I really like the player notes I've read on this guy. Um, his yeah, ma- his, of, his he, one-on-one matchups against Jalen Carter. Yeah, that's what uh, I was bring up. He pretty much dominated him. And if you just look at the guy, he looks like he could eat you for breakfast. He's going to be he, a starting guard for eight to ten years. Probably. And yeah, so. Uh, it kind of kind of hurt me a little bit to draft him, but you can't have all the players, right? Yeah, that's um, what's tough about these. And then, uh, God, I don't know what I was thinking with Green Bay. I think maybe because the whole Aaron Rodgers trade threw me off, I was just like... They eh. made it really hard on us yeah. doing this a day before we did all this draft. <laughs> I drafted... <laughs> I took another edge rusher for Green Bay and to piss off all the Packer fans <laughs> uh, out of Georgia Tech, Keon White. Um, I think he's a good player, though. Yeah. Both the guys you took for them, I kind of want the Hawks to get. So, yeah. I, well, I feel like I've said that about 10 players, but I mean, it, yeah. it is what it is. And I mean, honestly, again, this was just because I feel like 
The Packers really, if you look at their offense, this is taking into account that they draft Jordan Addison. They have what Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and now Jordan Addison. Um, I don't think I took a tight end. I think I eventually take a tight end, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I just think the Packers really, they do have a lot of young talent surrounding Jordan love. Like if, if that, if they can all grow together and be the nucleus for the offense that they need to be, I don't know that, that, that could be interesting. They might already have everything they need offensively. Um, yeah. I, I could see it. And I mean, defense, is, defense wins championships, as they say. Yeah. Except so, not recently in the NFL. But <laughs> anyways. <laughs> uh, so I had the Packers also going defense here and addressing a needed safety in Antonio Johnson. Okay. Uh, pretty simple. Highest rated safety left on the board at this point. So I figured they'd address their secondary, which cost them dearly against the Lions last year. Yes. Um, and moving on to the next pick, the Patriots. I had them taking a guy you just had to go off the board and Addy Addy. I'm not going to try to say his whole name because I can't. Yeah. But he's uber athletic, one of the freakiest uh, defensive lineman c- to come out of the draft recently. Uh, he's kind of in between weight size. I, mean, I think he's only 6'2". That's plenty tall, but normally for defensive lineman, you want someone like 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. But he could be an edge rusher. He could be a defensive tackle. He could be a 3-4 end. You're going to have to find a way to use the guy because his speed and his strength and his length are really special. It's it's. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, so, yeah, who'd you have the Patriots take it? <laughs> so, kind of similar to your Lucas Van Ness pick, Mm-hmm. This guy just kind of not it's not him who I have picking. Um this guy just screams patriot to me. Mm. And that's linebacker Jack Campbell oh, okay. out of Iowa. I had a feeling um, you were going to say something. I just like he gives me I mean he's one of the better linebackers I've seen in the draft and he just gives me this like Teddy Bruschi um uh who's he's the, an who, old who's the Titans linebacker. coach? Oh uh um uh, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. He yeah. just like gives me that vibe, like he could be a generational He's an old guy like linebacker yeah. for the for the Patriots. And I just, I could see. I mean, they're they're always going to draft defense. Bill Belichick is a defensive minded coach. Um, so yeah, I have I have them drafting old Jackie boy out of Iowa, and then uh, going on to forty seven um, <clears throat> for the Commanders. I have them taking defensive tackle Mozzie Smith. Uh, this is another guy that has been his name has been mentioned a couple times for the Seahawks and us drafting him. Uh, just figure I, I went very defensive heavy for the commanders in this draft, uh, m- mostly corner corner and uh, the front seven. Um, just because I feel like the commanders, though, I don't know too much about him. I feel like they have a lot of. Uh, offensive weapons already uh they have a, they have they have a, a young running room. back they have antonio gibson who's kind of a veteran and then they have yeah their two uh wide receiver weapons and then sam howell my boy who ryan seems to uh doubt he's gonna prove him wrong next year watch i mean give him give him a chance at least you drafted him might as well i i hate it when teams draft a rookie quarterback and then they just rot it's like at least give him like one game like, yeah let him rot in a game <laughs> uh but yeah who who do you have uh the commanders going with i had him taking uh tackle cody mouch uh this is a guy that a lot of talk has been made about him moving inside he's a hockey player 
Uh, oh. You should see his picture. It's pretty funny. He has no, no. Teeth. Oh, I have seen yeah. him. He Where it's like his first season, he's like all happy. And then the final season, he has like two teeth over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to me, he kind of reminds me of the guy on the Packers, Bulaga, a little bit because he's got shorter arms. But I think he... He would project pretty well to being a good interior offensive lineman. So that's that's my that was my thought in drafting mm-hmm. him for the commanders was moving him inside. Uh, next up, so the Lions, I had them. So I think in round one, I went Richardson and Kalijah Kansi for them. So uh, I have them giving Richardson or Jared Goff, whoever starts for them that year, uh, weapon here in Luke Musgrave. That's exactly who I took. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, like, they lost TJ Hawkinson last year. They need to fill that void at tight end. And Musgrave, he's had a little bit of injury <clears throat> issues, but uh, were he healthy, I think he'd be talked about a lot more as potentially being in that top tier of tight ends in this class. He's really, really athletic, and he's got good size. So I feel like that's a good... I feel like that just looks like a tight end name. Luke Musgrave. It does. It's very... It's just... It's meant to be. Yeah. You know? yeah it's, it is meant to be. So let's let's have you jump into the Steelers pick then, since we both took Lukey Boy. Yeah, I got them taking King Felix at number 49. Um, the Uzumwa guy? Yeah, I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm just going to call him King Felix. Um, <laughs> Probably a better idea. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, he Again, uh, the Steelers... They what what do you what do you think about when you think of the Steelers? Do you think of the Steel Curtain? Even though that is from the seventies and it's fifty years old, that's what they've always preached is having like pass rushers. Every year I watch football. TJ Watt. He's their he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. They're gonna pair up Felix to go alongside him on the opposite side of the or on the opposite side of the line and uh, wreck some havoc in the backfield and make the quarterback's life a living nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I have a very similar thought in mind here, but I have them going with linebacker Drew Sanders, uh, very speedy, athletic. He's more of a, I think he probably has the highest ceiling of any linebacker in this class, but he's got a little work to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is someone that they've talked about just converting to a full-time pass rusher because he's really long. He's 6'5", and he's fast. Mm -hmm. Um, But he would be... uh, He'd be a linebacker in their class. Um, I'll just keep talking. Why don't you just fix that real quick, Jonah? Okay. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Our gimbal decided to shit its pants, so we're just gonna... We're just gonna fix that real quick. No worries. Um, Moving on to the next pick in the draft here. We have the Buccaneers coming up. Um, I saw cornerback was a position of need for them. So we went with Cam Smith. Uh, Next guy off the board. This may be a little little deep into the draft for him to go. This this is someone that I've heard uh, get mocked in the teens and the 20s in the first round quite often. So he may not end up falling this far. But that's kind of the thing with this draft is... There's so many guys that you could see going at 20 and you could equally see going at 50. It's it makes it a little hard to project. But uh, with all the needs the Buccaneers have, I just figured let's let's go after the premium positions like uh, cornerback uh, edge and and tackle. So I had them taking a cornerback here. How's the camera looking? 
All right. Yeah. So, of course, we had another camera difficulty. So we're just uh, making a quick little adjustment on the fly. But here we are. So uh, jumping right back into it. Uh, number 50, I have the Buccaneers uh, immediately trying to regain their win now mode mentality. They did take Will Levis at number 19 at number 50. They're going to go with running back out of UCLA, Zach Charbonnet. Ooh. And uh I think this is a guy that they can just plug right in uh, into that starting role, uh, the number one running back spot on the depth chart, and uh, produce alongside Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and uh, Kate Otten, that that pretty good offense that we saw Brady win a Super Bowl with. And then... Uh, they also have Rashad White, too, so they have, they're getting a decent backfield going there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, at pick number 51, we've got the Miami Dolphins with their first selection. They're going cornerback out of Mississippi State, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, this is just uh, addressing team need for the Dolphins. Um, they Their offense is pretty much good to go uh, other than get, drafting linemen to help protect Tua and those concussions. But, uh, yeah, I haven't taken a corner. I um, had them going on the other side of the ball and taking uh, Joe Tipman, top center prospect here. Um, just saw offensive line was really their only area of need that came up on their needs list. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's give Tua a little more time back there. Sure. Next up, we have the Seahawks' second second-round pick coming up. And the way the board has worked out is looking pretty good for us here. Uh, we had Jalen Carter at five. We had Zay Flowers at 20. We had Michael Schmitz at 37. And now in my draft, we are getting our biggest hole on the entire roster in nose tackle with Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, really just hoping we can get one of him, Mozzie or Siaki. Uh, pretty simple. Who'd you have? So uh, this is a little bit of a little bit of a dream scenario here, but <laughs> I have Hendon Hooker following to the Seahawks at number fifty-two. Interesting. And uh, yeah, I I would be really stoked if we drafted this guy. Um, I just I look at his age and what he did at Tennessee, and I just I don't know something about this guy and Pete Carroll. I just feel like they would jive really well together. Um, he seems very mature for his age. Russell, when he came out of college, he was already 24 years old. Hen and Hooker, you're getting kind of the same age range around there. Uh, you do have the injury history with Hen and Hooker, but he is a winner. And that's, I think, what draws me to him and Bryce Young more so than the other three is they have a winning track record in college. And I just like, I think that people overlook like, that stat is really undervalued, I think, when you're taking into account all these young players coming into the league. Is like, like, yeah, Justin Fields, he ran for a shit ton of yards last year, but the dude only won three games. Like, he better hope that he wins more games this year. Otherwise, his longevity in the league is not going to be long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the most important thing, and... Um, you just look at someone like even Brock Purdy. It was not a top tier school, but he was a starter for four years, improved each year. Um, I know actually his, after his freshman year, people were talking about him as a top guy, mm -hmm. but, uh, he sort of fell off a little bit, but anyways, he has experience and he won a lot and that's, that's kind of <laughs> Hendon Hooker. 
Yeah, and then uh, for the Bears, I have them drafting uh, offensive tackle North uh, Cody Mouch. Yeah, same uh, guy with no teeth. Yes, yes. Um, he's going to go to the Bears to help protect uh, sad boy Justin and Bijan Robinson, and uh, that Bears offense is going to come alive this I'm year. I'm kind of liking your Bears draft. Like, I think if they go that route, they'd be they'd be sitting pretty. Um, yeah. I had them going a corner and getting Tyreek Stevenson, just, you know, trying to make things a little easier uh, on fields by having him need to score less points. Yeah, uh, keeping fields off the field. Yeah, if the Bears were able to just close some games out on defense last year, they wouldn't have had the number one pick, that's <laughs> for sure, because they their offense was kind of okay for the utter lack of weapons that they had. <laughs> I mean, they had that guy that was a receiver at UW years ago starting for them. I don't even remember. Dante Pettis. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, then next up... Uh, I kind of can't believe he fell this far in my draft, but the Chargers, I have them taking Jalen Hyatt here. Um, just a burner. I think you had him going a bit earlier. I had him going to the uh, Colts. But yeah, I think if you put him with Mike Williams, uh, the tight end that they have, and um, Keenan Allen, that's a that's a really good offense. And, you know, hey, Herbert better start winning games, just like you were saying, if, if they give him, get him weapons like that. Yeah, um, so I have the, car, or the, the Chargers drafting cornerback dj turner out of out of michigan uh this was just purely based on the chargers disappointed me last year with their defense they were just not at all what i expected so i think they need to address a lot of defensive needs this draft yeah and i then, had them taking corner earlier i think yeah and then uh for the lions i had them drafting linebacker drew sanders um you were saying you think he has the highest ce- uh ceiling of the linebackers in this class, I just the Lions defense. I went when I went into this draft. My mentality was the offense is fine, uh, minus tight end. Uh, focus on defense, and that's what I did. So linebacker uh, Drew Sanders. Nice. I had um, I kind of had the process of let's just make this Lions offense offense fucking gross. Uh, so I had them taking Nathaniel Dell here, who mm-hmm. is uh, a really interesting prospect because he's fucking tiny. He's like five foot eight. But a lot of people will say he's the best route runner in this class by a decent margin. He's mm-hmm. very, very, very hard to cover in the slot. And I think if you have a Monra, I know Jamison Williams just got suspended. But uh, when he comes back, uh, especially since we already gave them Luke Musgrave. Um, this is a dangerous Lions offense. Um, I also had them attacking defense earlier, so it made sense. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Jaguars. Um, I kind of didn't really know what to do with the Jaguars because I feel like they're they're doing all right at a lot of positions. Um, I had them taking Thule T out of USC. Uh, just another, another edge edge is a premium position. And I just figured if you're a team like the Jaguars, that's, you know, sitting pretty at a lot of spots, just load up on a, a good player here. That's load up on the box. Need. Yeah. Cause you have what, uh, Trayvon Walker that yeah. guy, like give him some more help. Yeah. The more pass rushers you have, the more effective they become individually. Cause yeah. teams can't just double team the best one. Yeah, so I kind of felt the same way with Jacksonville. Uh, I had them taking safety Sidney Brown. Uh, this was just, again, team need. I didn't really know exactly what the Jaguars needed uh, 
offensively or defensively. It seemed like secondary was the main focal point. Uh, the Jags offense, even though I doubted it going into from the offseason last year into this year, this past season, they seem to be fine. And all these veterans yeah. that I thought were being overpaid, which I still believe uh, they produced. So, yeah, hey. I mean, they, they were dangerous at the end of last year. They gave the Chiefs everything they had. So, yeah, I, I think when you're in that spot, just either like double down on your strengths or load up on defense, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, so I actually really like the draft I did for the Giants. I'm starting to remember all the players I took. Uh, and they took Zay Flowers in the first round. I have them taking guard Steve Avila in, in, uh, with pick 57. I just think the Giants, look, I'm just not a believer in their offense with Daniel Jones, so surround him with talent. Yeah, give him no excuses to not play like a $40 million guy. Right. He won't, but maybe he'll play like... A Jimmy G. I think that's his best case scenario. Mm -hmm. a, a Jimmy G on wheels. Um, I had the Giants going on the other side of the ball here and kind of breaking my heart and taking someone that I really want the Seahawks to get in uh, Diane Henley, mm -hmm. linebacker out of Washington State. First of all, he's a local kid from Washington State. But also, have you seen any interviews with this kid? No. He's really funny. Like, he's just got a total Seahawk personality, in my opinion. His his post-game conferences would be a treat. But I have him going to New York here. Uh, it was just another position of need for them. Very athletic guy, too. Ran, ran a pretty quick 40. Uh, next up for the Cowboys, I have them taking cornerback DJ Turner. Um, just... No, an area of their defense that they need some help on. So figured what the heck. Yeah. So I actually, I made a mistake when I was drafting. I flipped the Cowboys and the bills picks. I oh, made, okay. I picked the wrong guy. So I just flipped him. So at pick number 58 for the Cowboys, I have them taking a receiver at SMU Rashi rice. Okay. Uh, pairing up alongside with, uh, uh, the new addition at tight end, um, Michael Mayer, and then C.D. Lamb adding Rasheed Rice to the mix. And I think the Cowboys go back to being that team where they just focus on being really entertaining all season, have a really good offense, but then lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, and then at number 59, I have the Bills drafting corner Julius Brents, a guy that ah. is going to break my heart a little bit because... I really feel like he fits the the Pete Carroll corner mold. We're just going to have to emotionally prepare for that this weekend because yeah. it's going to happen like eight times yeah. at least. Who do you have the Bills going for? I had them going with a Zach Charbonnet here um, at a UCLA. Uh, I guess at this point I was just like, oh, yeah, he's still on the board. And I know maybe it's not an immediate need for the Bills, but think about it. They lost... Uh, Singletary and in, in free agency. Didn't he go to the Texans? Yes, uh, and he's kind of the one-two punch with uh, James, James Cook. Cook. Yeah. But the thing about Charbonnet is he's a totally. I think when you fill out your running back room, you want to have a couple different skills in the guys that you have. And Charbonnet, uh, he's much much bigger than James Cook. Like he's like thirty pounds heavier. So I think he could be. Um, not just the change of pace guy, but potentially the number one back with James Cook being more of the the scat back receiver type because mm -hmm. um, that's that's more of his skill set. He's only like 195 pounds or something. So this guy can handle a little bit more of a workload. Next up, uh, I had the uh, 
Bengals taking Clark Phillips. Uh, he's a cornerback, but has a flexibility to play safety, I believe. Defensive back in general is just a position of need for them. So I figured there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of similar uh, thought process went into my pick for the Bills. I mean, uh, for the Bengals, I took edge rusher. I took Tuli T. Um, gotcha. Bills, def- I mean, uh, Bills defense hasn't been like they're no, they're no scrubs or anything like that. But they're the reason why they are the team they are is because of their offense. So I just addressed the defensive needs after taking uh, Darnell Washington for to you're talking about the Bengals yes you said bills but okay now I I did say bills and then I said I mean the Bengals okay yeah um but uh yeah so Bengals take an edge rusher and then I have the Bears once again going offensive here I have them drafting Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma oh and again I just think you can seriously it's time for the Bears to get this thing going if I'm a Bears fan draft offense we always dra- the bears are the bears are kind of like the steelers they're like so known historically for having a great defense I, and i think it's probably because of where they play mm-hmm. but let's get this thing going come on bears yeah no i mean i i think that's a good call they they just need weapons in a bad way rogers just left your division you can potentially win the only competition is okay maybe the vikings i won't discredit them right off the get go but I the will. Lions. <laughs> the Lions, it's between you two. Yeah, I think it's an arms race between those two as well. I had the Bears going after BJ Adjulari. Um, I think I went... I can't remember what I did with them earlier, but um, I just... I looked and I hadn't given them an edge yet, and pass rush is, like, one of the more important positions to have, so um, just gave them a weapon on the edge there. This is a guy that I've seen even go in the first round, um, so... it. He may not be there, but someone's going to fall. You know, the way this works out, one of these good edge rushing prospects is, is going to fall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Eagles up next at 62, I had them taking Cedric Tillman at a Tennessee. Um, Eagles are in a similar situation to some other teams we've talked about where they're already stacked. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, just double down on your strengths. You know, you have A.J. Brown, you have um, Devonta Smith. Get a wide receiver three that is just deadly fast and productive in college. And man, that makes Hurts' life even easier. Yeah. So I actually uh, I had him going up opposite side of the ball, fulfilling the um, cornerback they lost in free agency. I'm Bradbury. Yeah. Um, I had them signing Clark Phillips out of Utah, um, just addressing the defensive side of the ball that was already a great defense to begin with. And then. Uh, to round out the second round, I have the Chiefs drafting Derek Hall edge out of Auburn. Uh, and this is just uh, to, again, stack the front seven for the Chiefs. That seemed to be one it's of why, their strengths. Yeah, it's why so I had them going edge. Keep going it again. Round yeah. one. Yeah. So that, that makes sense to me. I had them taking Marvin Mims. Um, oh, okay. Just to, that makes sense. I know they drafted um, uh, someone last year. I don't remember his name. Sky Moore. That's what it was. Uh, and they took another guy in the late rounds, Justin Ross. Or he might have even been a UDFA. But uh, I know they have a lot of young weapons, but just give them more. Give Patrick Mahomes even more to mess around with. And they've, it. Proven th- uh, they've proven that it's more about the quarterback than it is about the team. Well, not a, to an extent. They've The Chiefs... The Chiefs played the Eagles. 
Eagles focused on defense and team team before quarterback, whereas the Chiefs went the other route. Even though Jalen Hurts is who he is, he's yeah, he's not Mahomes though. No, the, no frankly, no one is. I don't even think there's anyone close right now. <clears throat> well, we're just going off of team need at this point. We kind of got to wrap things up here. We're sort of running out of time, so we're just going to go down the round three, uh, bounce our picks back off uh, and forth off each other, and then wrap this thing up. So you had them taking Kenny Benton? Yep. I had Matthew Berger on, uh, just loading up the offensive line. Next up, I can't believe he's still here, but the Texans, I had them taking uh, Keon White. Okay. Or Keon White, uh, edge rusher. Awesome. I have the Texans taking center Joe Tippman out of Wisconsin. And then uh, for the Cardinals at 66, I have them replacing Buda Baker. And they're drafting Antonio Johnson out of uh, Texas A&M. Nice. I could, I could see that. Um, for the Cardinals, I had taken Rasheed Rice just to have another weapon on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, this is another guy I was curious about the Seahawks taking, but Broncos, I had them taking Clay, uh, Kaylee Ringo mm. could play safety or corner. Um, but he's a, a need that they could fill on defense. Yeah. So for the Broncos, I have them re- <clears throat> kind of replacing a guy that they, that they lost in free agency, but, um, I'm, oh yeah, they the Broncos are going to take Siaki Ika tackle out of Baylor. And then uh, at 68, I have them taking corner Tyreek Stevenson to pair alongside with, um, what's his name? Sertain. Uh, Patrick Sertain, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Nice. The other Broncos pick, I had uh, Devin A. Chain or a Kane out of Texas A&M. Um, I know that they have um, that running back that's got hurt last year, but a lot of upside. I, I think... Uh, What's his name? Sean Payton is just going to want, you know. He always likes having the three-headed monster in the backfield. Yeah, field. and Wilson does way better when he has a good run game. I mean, look at look at. He his, doesn't want to admit it, but he does. I mean, look, he is who he is at this point in his career. He's not the dynamic athlete he once was. Give him a good running game, and I think with play action, he could be kind of like the 2018 Wilson, best-case scenario. Um, yeah. You can win with that. Uh, then next up. L.A., uh, I had them taking Ty J. Spears running back. Another guy I wouldn't mind us taking, but uh, who'd you have them taking? <clears throat> yeah, so I had L- L.A. addressing their offensive line at this pick. Uh, they're going Warren McClendon, tackle out of Georgia. And then uh, for the Raiders, again, um, I have them trying again with their safety draft after losing Jonathan Abram. Um, I have them taking Alabama safety, Jordan battle. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a guy I like in the later rounds. Um, I have the Raiders taking Travius Hodges Tomlinson cornerback. So also also going after the defensive backfield there. And then saints, Darius rush cornerback, another need just grabbing it in the third round. Yeah. I got uh Javon Dexter tackle out of Florida for the, the saints. I kind of went, edge and D tackle heavy for the saints draft seem to be, um, seem to be the, uh, the team need there. And then at 72, I took another receiver for the Titans just because I, I really don't have a lot of faith in who they have in their room currently. Um, mm. 
taking my draft picks out of it. Uh, and I have them taking A.T. Perry at a Wake Forest. I know you okay. mentioned that the Seahawks, it would be kind of interesting if we grabbed him. But, uh, yeah, I think... Um, He's one of my guys in this draft, for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I took that into account and recognized that name. And uh, he... Yeah, the Titans need another receiver, so they're going him. I had them going Edge and Nick Herbig out of uh, Wisconsin. Just pretty simple. They need some more help. Uh, they lost. I was here when you made that pick. So That's I'd- right. <laughs> Guess we don't need to go into depth on that one, though. And then uh, <laughs> next out of the te- Texans, I had them taking the next best linebacker available in Trenton Simpson. Super athletic guy. Wow. A little bit raw. I think he went first round for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen him go in the first a bit. Um, but yeah, who'd you have them taking? Uh, I had the Texans taking Devin Akane. Um running back that you had the Broncos taking, I believe. Um, just uh, to pair alongside with Damian Pierce. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had Bryce them, Young, another weapon. I had them taking Gibbs, so yeah, I, I could see it. Yeah, and then uh, at 74 for the Browns, I had them taking safety Brandon Joseph. Um, I think this is the Browns' first pick in the draft. It is. And they just, I couldn't really think of anything that they need offensively. I mean, they have Nick Chubb. They have... Uh, What's his name? Um, Peoples Jones. Uh, I was going to say the running back. Or do they have the running back still? Uh, Kareem Hunt? Oh, I don't know. He might be a free agent. But yeah, and then their offensive weapons, they have Amari Cooper and Peoples Jones, which they're they're both solid. So I also went safety. Uh, I had them taking Sidney Brown. He was still available. Gotcha. Mine. Uh, and then for the Falcons, next pick, I had them taking Isaiah Foskey. Okay. Um one of the top edge rushers left, so uh, pretty simple. Yep. Uh, I had the Falcons taking cornerback Jalen Jones out of Texas A&M. Just another team need. The Falcons defense always sucks. Um, and then at 76, I have the Patriots drafting another receiver, Trey Palmer, out of Nebraska. Gotcha. I had them going in the interior and going after Kobe Turner, uh, defensive tackle. Um, next up, the Rams' next pick. I had them double dipping at the interior O line and getting Chandler Zavala. Okay. Um, yeah, I the, their offensive line is a mess, so I figured I would just double dip there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, for the Rams, I went linebacker Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Um, just the Rams just seem like they lost a lot of pieces. Uh, There's really not a position you could go wrong with. Even quarterback, I think they could consider going here. Well, and the Rams also, you didn't really consider how um, important and special Von Miller was to that defense just because you assumed because he was old, whatever. He wasn't yeah. that big of a contri- contributor. And then, of course, they lose uh, Bobby Wagner. So, yeah, I have them taking Sewell to kind of be that fresh new generational piece for for them at linebacker and then at 78 i have the packers finally taking a tight end Tucker craft out of south dakota state nice i have the packers taking michael wilson here uh mm-hmm. doubling up on receiver i believe i gave them um i can't remember i think i gave them a receiver earlier though but anyways they have two tight ends and now they have michael wilson that is going to give love a lot to work with and he's going to love it. <laughs> Up next, uh, sorry about that. We have the <laughs> the Colts taking Jonathan Mingo. Kind of same rationale that you had earlier with, I think you gave them, um, I forget, who you, maybe it was Downs. but uh, uh, Hyatt. Hyatt, yeah, that's right. Uh, 
I think Mingo is an underrated wide receiver prospect in this draft. Uh, I think with better quarterback play, he might be talked about in the top tier or maybe the tier below. But yeah, get him is maybe even wide receiver two in that offense. Yeah, so I had the Colts taking offensive tackle Blake Freeland um, out of BYU, and this was addressing team need once again, uh, help protect uh, Anthony Richardson back there. And then at... Uh, Pick 80 for the Steelers, I took Kayshawn Bote. Um, this is just, I mean, if they have another receiver, th- I really kind of like that offense because you got Deontay Johnson, uh, now Kayshawn Bote, and George Pickens. It's a pretty good receiving yeah, room. I think Bote would fare well as wide receiver three, at least to start off, too, because he, he was someone that had a ton of potential, but his just off this field concerns have really made his draft stock plummet. But if there's anyone that can grab a young kid and whip his ass into shape, it's Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so who'd you have? Uh, I had the Steelers taking Tucker craft. Okay. Um, just, you know, kind of the same thought process, just another weapon. And, uh, I think he's a decent blocker as well. Then next up for the lions, I had them taking Tyler Scott, uh, another receiver, Probably shouldn't have given them so many receivers, but I just thought, what the heck? It's 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 a he's a really good player. So, yeah, I had I had the Lions once again addressing their secondary. Their secondary is going to be good after my draft with them. But uh, I've been taking corner Darius Rush out of South Carolina. Uh, I believe this guy when I looked at his um, his player profile, he's uh, around the six foot range and i just that i think that's a perfect size for a corner and yeah. uh pairing him with gonzalez and buda baker uh and then at 82 i have the buccaneers just taking andre carter edge out of army um this was just addressing team need once again yeah i think andre carter if he got in the weight room a little bit more the last two years probably would be maybe talked about as a first round guy because mm. he was really productive but he's just he doesn't have nfl strength right now he benched 225 11 times which is wow. for someone his size that's not very good yeah that's not good um so but give him a year or two to fill out i mean he's only 21 like Think of how much we filled out in our 20s doing nothing. So, uh, yeah, I think with someone like Andre Carter, you're playing a long game with him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, quick aside on him because I've done some work on him. Uh, I had the Buccaneers uh, kind of grooming their replacement for um, what the fuck is their D-tackle's name? Uh, Vita Vea. Yeah, Vita Vea and taking Siaki Ika here. Where did Vita Vea go? Nowhere. They... I think they re-signed him, but you got to rotate out those guys anyways, and he's getting a little older, so could be their future replacement. Uh, The next up, I have the Seahawks taking Julius Brents. He fell all the way to 83 in my draft. I'll be stoked if that happens. Honestly, I could see us maybe even sacrificing a fifth rounder to move up a few spots and grab him in round three, Mm -hmm. Um, but... I think they really like this kid, and I think it's between him and Ringo of the guys who want to take. And I know it seems weird that we're talking corner, but I think they want Michael Jackson to be depth, not the starter. Mm -hmm. Who'd you have us taking? Uh, I had us taking running back Zach Evans out of Ole Miss. He just has a bigger build than, uh, I believe he's six foot. 5'11 around there, but he's he's heavier than Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like that change of pace in our backfield. Uh, and then at number 84 for the Dolphins, I took, uh, boring, but I took offensive tackle Matthew 
Bergeron out of Syracuse. This is just to help prevent Tua from going like this on the field <laughs> on a Thursday night game. You're, you're going to have watching. some offensive linemen find us and beat us up, Jonah. We keep, <laughs> we keep making fun of them. Uh, I had them taking Tank Biz- Bigsby running back. Oh. Um, I don't think I had given them one to this point, so just another, another piece in that backfield. Uh, and then for the Chargers, uh, they needed a linebacker, so I had them grabbing the guy out of Texas, Demarius Overshone. Yeah, he's overshown a lot of his ability on the field. Um, that's why right, cut, I cut the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I didn't uh, go for that pick. Uh, but uh, no, I uh, I went Tank Bigsby for the Chargers. You proud of that one? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I went Tank Bigsby for the Chargers to replace Austin Eckler. Um, not a complete replacement, obviously. Uh, the Chargers now similar skill set though. Well, the Chargers drafted a guy pretty high last year who didn't really get much playing time. I can't was remember. Pierce who's... Strong was that the guy? I think it was. I don't know. I don't think so. I can't remember. I can't I... remember what his name is. He was a. He. I think he went high second round in our fantasy draft though. He was just a big disappointment. But I. I think he'll probably take the reins at running back this year yeah, for the Chargers. Sense. But uh, at eighty six, I have them taking Tyler Scott receiver out of Cincinnati for the Ravens. Uh, the, when was the last time the Ravens had a good receiver? Uh, I mean, Hollywood Brown, but he's not like a top five or anything like and that. He's also not there anymore. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I have Ravens going receiver. Uh, I had them going with Corny, Corey Tice, cornerback. Um, just I think it's one of their biggest positions of need, so I think I doubled up on it. Uh, next up, the Vikings. I had them taking Tanner McKee here. Okay. Um you know, I'm not a big believer in Tanner McKee, but if he's someone that could sit behind Cousins for a bit, uh, he's not mobile at all. He's a fucking statue, but he's got 20 years ago, he'd be a first round pick because he has all the types of things that, you know, someone like Philip Rivers had back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, at uh, 87 for the Vikings, I took Israel Aben. Abanaconda, uh, running back out of Pittsburgh. Um, this is just to kind of add to that running back room when Dalvin Cook moves moves on. Probably not give the full workload to Alexander Madison since he's always been kind of a split back with Dalvin Cook. So you bring in Israel to kind of share the workload. He's a Madison. running back I I like a lot in this class. Actually, it's a lot of Pittsburgh players that I like. A lot of Pittsburgh and UCLA players. Yeah, in, yeah. In my um, and then at 88, I have the Jags taking tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Um, and Ooh. this is to kind of replace uh, Evan Ingram when he does not re-sign with the team after this year because he's going to have a big season again. I, I like Laporta as a prospect a lot, actually. Yeah. I think I think he could maybe be a guy in this class to watch. I had them going to uh, Jordan Battle, safety. Um mm-hmm. Next up, I also had another safety in Antonio Johnson Jr. going to the Giants. Okay. Both teams needed him. They were on the board. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I have the Giants going running back Kendra Miller. Um, still question marks in the air about Saquon Barkley and the franchise tag. So I just have the Giants going right after that TCU running back. And then at number 90, I have the Cowboys they wanted Bijan so bad they couldn't get him, but uh, they're going to take the next best thing out of Texas, and they're going to go Roshan Johnson. Mm, he's someone I kind of want the Hawks to take a look at in like round four. Mm-hmm. Um, since the Cowboys did get Bijan in my draft, I have them going Moro Ajomo, defensive interior 
lineman mm-hmm. out of Texas. Um, and then next up for the Bills, I had them taking an edge in Isaiah McGuire. So okay. Going doubling up on defense there. Yeah, so for the Bills, I have them taking wide receiver Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, just adding to that dynamic room of wide receivers for the Bills. And he then could I, he could push Gabe Davis for playing time, I think. Dude, Gabe Davis needs to get his shit together. He does. Otherwise, he will not be on the team for much longer. I agree. Gabe Davis, we're, we're expecting big things out of this year, bud. Um, or I might just trade you. I don't know. Same. <laughs> uh, number 92 for the Bengals. I have them drafting corner Eli Ricks. Again, went defensive heavy for the Bengals uh, this draft just because their offense, in my opinion, is probably one or two in the league. Yeah, they, they're doing good on that side of the ball. I had them taking Dwayne McBride. Um, I know there's kind of some uncertainty about their running back, um, some legal issues. So this guy, uh, I think in a weaker draft class, would be talked about a little bit more. Uh, I think he has a really good skill set, um, so he helps fill out that room. Next up, the Panthers, Derek Hall, edge out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, just, again team that has a top draft pick we're loading up on premium positions here yeah i went same thought process i went edge zach harrison for the for the panthers and then uh at number 94 for the eagles i took safety jl skinner um i just figure the eagles once again defensive side that's all i was thinking that's uh, another player the seahawks brought in for a pre-draft visit Mm -hmm. so he's he's a name i recognize i had them go in uh offense and getting a swing tackle here in Nick Saldaveri. Um, he could play inside, he could play outside, he has a little bit of flexibility. Next up for the Chiefs, um, I have potentially later on down the line a Travis Kelsey uh, replacement in Luke Shoemaker. Mm. Um, top tight end left on the board, uh, pretty good skill set coming out of Michigan. Yeah, so for the Chiefs, I had safety Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. Um, I don't know the Chiefs. What do they really need on that team? I mean, they just won the fucking Super Bowl, so not a lot. So yeah, <laughs> I, um, and then at ninety six for the Cardinals, I went Nathaniel Dell. I know you had him going a lot earlier, but look, the Cardinals—they're uh, probably one of the the biggest like messes yeah. of the thirty two NFL teams. So. I just look. He he's an intriguing offensive weapon, so I went him to to Arizona. Makes sense. Um, I had them taking the city Sal. Um, he was the top ranked guard left. Are you sitting me? All right, I'm I'm really done now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next up with the Commanders, I had them taking At Perry. I know re- receiver is already a pretty strong position for them, but I think if you have Scary Terry, um, your boy Jahan Dotson, he's no longer my boy. I traded him. He was your Devonte. Anyway, uh, continue. Fuck, fuck you. Um, and At Perry, that's a really good three receiver set because At's got four four speed. And he's also got size. He's six foot five. So mm-hmm. the, suddenly the commanders are kind of a scary team. Yeah. So I have the commanders kind of a boring pick uh, just because I feel like I had already drafted so many needs for them already. But um, I got them uh, drafting Ivan Pace Jr. Linebacker out of Cincinnati. And then uh, pick number 98 for the Browns. I have them going linebacker as well. 
drafting that kid out of Washington State, Diane Henley. Oh, damn. He lasted a long time in your draft. Yeah, that, honestly, uh, my bad for, like, picks 80 to now. I didn't realize I had only offense filtered on for, like, a long time. (laughs) So, like... A bunch of really good safeties and linebackers just fell. <laughs> but I mean, that could happen. Those aren't that those positions are less valued than receiver. And yeah, some yeah. Other so, things. so yeah, that's who I have the Browns taken. I got them taking Jartavius uh, Martin, okay, cornerback. And then next up, I have the 49ers also going cornerback in Garrett Williams. Nice. So I have. The Niners at number 99 taking safety Jair Brown. And then at pick 100 for the Raiders, I have them taking Jatavius Martin corner out oh, of Illinois. Nice. I the Raiders. Uh, I'm just going to do just the last Just finish it up, picks. and then I'll do my last two. Yeah, so Raiders had Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green. He's a, a pass rusher that's kind of all over the board. I've had some people even have him go in the first round to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I just see that the Raiders, you know, they're just going to go after best player available with this guy. Up next, the 49ers. I have them taking Tyler Steen. Mm-hmm. Um, bolster that offensive line. Another team that doesn't have too many needs. Uh, then last up, finishing up the third round, another compensatory pick. Uh, Byron Young, another edge out of Tennessee, who is a guy, uh, he's older, he's a 24-year-old rookie. But he's a guy the Seahawks also have brought in um, mm-hmm. from the Senior Bowl. So that's it for me. So, yeah, pretty underwhelming end to my draft. I have the Niners taking offensive tackle Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. And then I have them taking corner Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford. Uh, this was just addressing needs for the Niners. I know they don't really have too many of them. They're a hard than- team to draft for right now. Yeah, and so... Yeah, that I just decided to go corner tackle for them, and that's how I finished my draft. Well, that's it. There you have it. Full three rounds, 100 players, and, man, it's kind of exhausting. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. I feel like um, give it a few years. If we keep at this doing a mock draft review, I'm going to know, like, every player in the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I in, in, a, in that way of looking at it, it's... It's almost like a, a, a benefit to, yeah. to our, like, we're, we're at an advantage here because, I mean, no, we're not NFL scouts, but we... I mean, do this for five years. Knowledge and is we power. Might be. Power is power. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that was fun. Um, next up, we have the actual NFL draft coming, and we get to see how wrong or right we were with these picks. Yeah, I... I know there's going to be a lot of trades that are just going to debunk my yeah. draft immediately, So, that, pick, which I'm fine with. Honestly, by as soon as pick three, this whole thing could get thrown out of the fucking water. Or so. pick one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think this is as unpredictable as a draft as we've had in the last few years here. Yeah. Because there's not a bunch of consensus on... Anything besides everyone likes... Well, it's even with Will Anderson, I've heard some people say that he's the Aaron Curry of this draft. And I'm like, why? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but man, am I excited to see it happen. Yeah, yeah, we've same. Been, we've been waiting for a while for this. It's, oh, yeah. It's felt like 
every week I'm like, all right, we're six weeks out. All right, we're five weeks out. Like, here we are, two days away from it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably tune in next week. Uh, have a lot of things to say about the draft. Um, we'll have more some than likely reaction. Ne- more than likely next Monday um, will be our next episode when we can recap the draft. And, uh, yeah, let you guys know our hot takes on it, our JR takes on it. Indeed. All right. Catch you on the next one. Yep. Thanks, guys.